The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you're listening to fox sports radio, radio. in high school I saw a movie that changed my life that everybody needs to watch today. Now, it didn't necessarily glorify all the great things about Mexicans, but it was part of the culture of the 90s. That movie is Blood In, Blood Out. Yeah. So before we talk NBA and all the games and everything about the Golden State Warriors and how they did it yesterday, I want to open it up to Blood In, Blood Out because I want to know if everybody has seen this movie. Because I think it's one of the greats. Of course, it's very dated. It's 1993, Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor. But if you haven't seen it, I think you're missing out. 877-99 on Fox is the number. I need some Vatos Locos to back me up on this one. 877-99 on Fox. Think of the 90s. Think of the culture we were living in. I'm talking clockers. I'm talking juice. American History X. All the Goodfellas gangster movies, A Bronx Tale. This was sort of the thing going on, right? The gangster movies. And when I saw Blood In, Blood Out, I was like, whoa. All of a sudden, I was a West Coast vato in New Jersey. It sort of changed my whole perspective. I couldn't stop talking like these guys. I wanted to be in... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to be in, in Tres Puntos. I wanted to be in any of the gangs in that movie. La Onda. That movie was so impactful to me that it, it changed sort of my life for the next 20 years. I've been saying Vatos Locos, 30 years, 40 years. I've been saying Vatos Locos forever since I've seen that movie. So again, a kid who only knew his own family. The only Mexicans I knew were my cousins and uncles because we were the only ones in New Jersey. 
that was the the big connection for me growing up. And now that I'm out here in Los Angeles, you know, there's obviously Mexicans everywhere, and I'm not Mexican enough. And I get all that. But uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you, it's something that you need to see. It's a must-watch. It's one of the most quotable movies of all time. And again, you got to put yourself back in 1993. It's dated now, but still one of the best. And the only people that you know from the movie are, well, the guy that plays Biff. What's his name? Biff Tannen. <laughs> That's right. He's in it. Biff. Benjamin Bratt is in it. And... Uh, uh, who else? There's a few other people you might know if you've seen it. But Ramos. Now, Ramos. Oh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is yeah. in La Onda. He's in that movie. Uh, he's, again, in all the jail scenes. It's the story of this guy named Miklo who is half white and he's trying to prove to all his Mexican cousins that he's Mexican enough. And he's willing to do anything to be accepted by the Vatos Locos, this gang. And Benjamin Bratt then becomes a cop and. His cousins are criminals, and it's a whole twisted family story. And there's a lot of great movies that came out around that time. And maybe you saw Mi Familia. Maybe you saw, like I said, Goodfellas and all these other ones. But this movie was touted to be the Mexican Godfather, and it just never was. It's really long. So maybe it just never got the credit that it deserved because it's that long. But it aired on HBO when I was a kid, and I'm telling you, I had a different strut about me in the high school hallways once everyone I went to high school saw that movie because everyone was coming up to me like, Orale, vatos locos. Hey, Ramos, you're the real Mexican of the show. Have you ever seen this movie? I have not. The movie that I watched was American Me. American Me's fantastic. Right. You know what? The, the stories are very, very similar. Okay. Yeah, very, very similar stories. American Me was fantastic, too. So if you've seen American Me then you've got to watch Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor, a 90s classic, a quotable classic that had huge impact on me, and I think uh, a lot of Vatos Locos out there hanging with us today on this Cinco de Mayo. Again, it, it, it glorifies a lot of that gang life, but back then that was cool, and that's what we identified with. Back me up, 877-99 on Fox. I was an impressionable high school kid who uh, then thought he was in a gang, <laughs> VL for life. Dan Byer, you ever see this movie? Uh, you know, I, I my movie watching is vast. John Ramos knows this. This one slipped the cracks. Wow. Somehow, yes. So, is, dude. But is this, and, and, and by the way, completely being uh, sarcastic, I don't watch movies. So not only have I never seen it, you know, I've also never heard of it. That's insane so, yes, so that Well, is, here, you that know is, what? I'm so glad you're saying this, Dan, because it's one of those things that if you've seen it, you know, and if you've seen it, you you know all the quotes and you love it, and it's like part of your thing. And if you and then there's other people that have never even heard of it. By the way, Billy Bob Thornton's also in this movie. He's one of the AVers. It turns into a, a jail gang movie, and it's like the white gang versus the the African American gang versus the Mexican gang. It's a prison movie at at the end of it. But Dan, you're missing out. How man. many days yeah. would you keep this past the due date of the rental? I guess is the question. <laughs> Dude, if it's, is it a three I, I, day? I, because that's pretty. No, this is when you own. And by the way, I, I still <laughs> steal have this one. Yeah, you steal this one. You're not even kind. You don't rewind unless uh, you're watching it again. You keep it. You steal it. <laughs> this is one I still have on DVD. And who has DVDs nowadays? That's how much. This movie meant to me, and it still holds the test of time, kind of, because my dad watched it recently. He's like, yeah, man. By the way, I'll give you a little sneak 
sneak uh, tip right now. It's on YouTube in its entirety. HD on YouTube, so no excuse not to watch it. Try to fit it in with all the fights this Cinco de Mayo weekend. Canelo's fighting, Cejudo's fighting, you know, and of course we got all the NBA playoffs. In between all of that, I'm telling you, have some tequila, some cervezas y tequila, have some guacamole, some tacos, and watch yourself some blood in, blood out, and you will be a vato loco for the weekend. It'll change how you talk. It'll change how you walk. That's the type of movie this is. You either know it and love it, or you never heard of it. Again, Cavino, Roland Solo, Han Solo style, because we just celebrated May is, the 4th. Has Rich seen the movie? Yes, he okay. has, and uh, that's why he's got a little bit of a, you know, cholo lean to him. <laughs> you know, that's why. Yo, you had to see how nerdy he was before I met him. You know, it changed his life a little yeah. bit. That's why he's at El Pollo Loco across the street every other day. Exactly. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he identifies now as Mexican. He's uh, he's white on the inside, on the outside, but he's brown on the inside. To the bone, they say. <laughs> to the bone. That's one of the quotes. Hey, now, Danny G., your your wifey's Mexican, and you've been in L.A. your whole life. Have you seen this movie? Of course I have. Oh, man. On the DVD. But you probably haven't seen it in a minute. It's been a couple years same, since I've watched same it. Same here. That's what I'm saying. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend. You might want to check it out. And I do want to go to the phones at 877-99 uh, on Fox. Who do we got on line one? All right. Let's uh, go to Luke in North Carolina. Luke, you're on the, the Cavino, Danny G, Dan Byer, and Ramos show, Cavino and Rich. I love you guys. You guys are great. Uh, blood in, blood out. I love that movie. I have it on DVD. When I first watched it, went back in ninety, it was like ninety four, ninety five when I first saw it. I couldn't see it when it first came out. I was born in seventy eight. But anyway, I watched it on uh, VHS, and all me and all my friends, we all wanted to be Mexicans after that. Dude, um, that that's the, by the way, that's the point, and that's what I yeah, want everyone to yeah. take from this because it's Cinco de Mayo weekend, right? It's just the. Uh, you know, this this holiday that we celebrate, it was a little battle uh, that Mexico won against the French, but we commercialized it into this big fiesta. So if you're going to be Mexican for the weekend, you got to watch this movie. I'm telling and, you. And what's the big fight this weekend? Oh, there's a lot of big fights. Canelo's fighting this weekend. Yeah. Let's let's be honest here. Yeah. I, I don't know how many calls we have on hold. I'm willing to bet 0% are that they haven't seen it. It's got to be everybody who, like, if you're calling in... It's because they are you. Okay, well, if you yes. if you agree with Dan Byron, you're like, I never heard of it, and I bet you I, it sucks, then I, give me a call. I can't I can't even remember a time, and not that I remember the DirecTV TV guide, but this sounds like a movie that wouldn't even be on. Would it be on a replay in something like... Dude, HBO the, played the hell out of it in the 90s. That okay. was the thing, because I, I came back to school, right, uh, and my, my all my friends were like, are you a vato loco? And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't even know what they were talking. I'm like, I guess so. But then it became a quotable thing. Again, I grew up in Union, New Jersey. All my friends would talk about it. We sort of grew up on it. And then when I moved out here to L.A., I realized a lot of my, my now Mexican friends would quote it all the time. But again, if you're, if you're white on the outside, you're brown on the inside to the bone this weekend. Let's go to line two. Who do we got? John in Texas. John, what's up? Cinderella! Go hey, find yourself a fella! You know, hey, man, don't, don't even get me started. As a matter of fact, I had actually won a contest on the USS Ashland because it was bound by honor, and they got me, they got me the win, and I, we won a, I won a 96-hour Liberty Pass. But, yes, man, I can relate to exactly what you're saying. Am I, am I exaggerating okay. on how quotable this movie is? 
man, no, they call me, but I don't even have perfectly good Spanish like old boy did in the movie. Like, nah, man. It's like, it's up there with Casa de Padres with Will Ferrell. Everything's portable in that thing. Put it this way, you know, growing up on my mom's side of the family, they all spoke Spanish, right? But I, I was, I speak terrible Spanish. I, all the Spanish I learned was from Blood In, Blood Out. <laughs> I'm serious. And it's called Bound by Honor. And it's a cult classic and you could chime in on some others if you want but again we're celebrating Cinco de Mayo today so I bring this one up you know there's a lot of swingers was a cult classic I'm sure you've seen swingers in the late 90s 1996 Dan Byer uh it's gonna be a miss Cavino when I say I don't watch movies John wow. Ramos can attest to this how wow. it, John, if you gave me a hundred movies how many do you think that I have actually seen uh Three? That's probably about correct. Ramos, I'll tell oh, you, is... your your wife, I, I've met your wife. She's Mexican as well. She is. I bet you she's seen this movie. And probably I, has. Yeah, and I yeah. bet you she can quote it. And I bet you she likes Benjamin Bratt in that movie. She, well, <laughs> she ben, loves Benjamin Bratt in general. Dude, yeah, Benjamin so. Bratt in this movie is, he, to me, he's, he's you know, he's the rooster. He's the black rooster, man. John Roll plays as Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> I think a little bit. The Black Rooster, 13 and 0. <laughs> Black Rooster had a great uppercut. Again, that was Benjamin Bratt in this movie. Let's go to line three. We're talking cult classics, blood in, blood out on this May the 5th. And then, of course, we're talking yeah. some basketball, some NBA, and some AI. What? Who do we got on line three? Even the ladies love this movie. Mandy in Florida. Hey, Mandy. Hey, what's up? What's going on? I just wanted to call in and say, Vatos Locos forever. Vatos Locos Forever, carnal. Carnal, orale. No, seriously, Vatos Locos Forever? I've been say, That's been my tagline since 1993. And if you haven't seen it, now's the time. That's all I got to say. I'll continue to take your phone calls. What's that other one with Norman Reedus? Irish people love it. I loved it, too. Cult classic. Cult classic Irish movie. You know, if you're celebrating St. Patty's Day, that's definitely one you watch. You know, I can't think of the name of it right now, but again, consider the Barney Stone. Consider no, no, that's <laughs> where you used to, That's where you used to drink, Dan Meyer. Um, <laughs> Dublin, Dublin Knights. But again, consider it. Consider it a radio tease. The Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. Yeah. There it is. The Boondock Saints. Like again, these are cult classics where if you know them, you love them. But then there's other people who are like never heard of it, and then you're like befuddled and be muffled as to how because some people love it so much and other people have no idea what you're talking about i'm here to make it very clear that you need to know what i'm talking about blood in blood out bound by honor bull bam any other vatos locos want to chime in you could do it the whole show because we're gonna have a little bit of a fiesta all right so thank you guys thank you for hanging out with us and uh we're gonna talk some nba you know one thing that stood out to me Besides the games, and by the way, Danny G, what happened last night, man? What's your assessment Ugh. on that? Again, the Golden State Warriors, 127 to 100. It's all tied up at one. It really reminded me of how the Celtics bounced back. Same way the Warriors bounced back. It was all about Klay Thompson, and I think it was a blessing in disguise that Looney was under the weather because all of a sudden, Michael Green was playing a role that Looney couldn't fill in game one. LeBron and Rui Hachimura were in sync. The rest of the Lakers were not. And there was that one point in the third quarter where the Lakers could have got within five or six points. And instead, 
the Warriors hit a couple of threes in a row, and it just turned into a complete blowout from that point on. You can't have Clay heating up like no. that. And you hear him talking about how much of a, an impact Kobe Bryant was on his life and his career and how he just wants to – uh, you know, play hard on their behalf. It's like, yo, <laughs> like, you know, as a Lakers fan, you could respect that, but you don't want to hear that because that puts him in the zone. That's putting him next level uh, against the Lakers. Like, he wants to beat them even more because of that. He's playing uh, for that legacy as well. And was it as simple, too, as just adding one extra pass? I saw a lot of people speculating on that. It's like, hey, Steve Kerr added one more pass. The Lakers couldn't defend it. The way they were swinging the ball around. The way around. they were swinging the ball around. Is simple as that sometimes and then how do you how do you defend that well and you noticed that they were getting some easy layups that you didn't see in game one didn't see that we talked about that on yesterday's show and ad got in foul trouble he had the three fouls and i predicted that yesterday i said you know the warriors want ad to be in foul trouble because he is a different player once he has those fouls well i heard colin saying that that sort of proves that it's AD's team. You know, although LeBron seems to be the puppet master of what's going on on the court, you know, depending on how AD plays is how the Lakers go, right? When when he's on fire, they win. And when he's playing like he did yesterday, they lose. So, I don't know. Now I'm a little worried, and I'm worried for you, Danny G. And Dan Byer, I want to know how you feel about the Lakers and how do they come back from that? What adjustments do they make? And now do you feel like – Man, you let the Golden State Warriors back in it, it's it's over now. I, I And I think Danny would admit this. I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it was one that you could see coming from a mile away. <sighs> I, I think the Lakers just getting one in San Francisco was probably the goal, the split. You knew that Golden State was going to make adjustments. And, you know, the... the this sounds really lame, but there really wasn't a reason for the Lakers to make adjustments for how well Game 1 went. True. And if you can just continue to go to Anthony Davis, that's where you're going to go down the well. Well, Golden State ended up making their adjustments. Jermichael Green ends up in the starting lineup, more physical. Now it's the Lakers' term, not, turn. Now they're on serve. They've got home court. They have an opportunity to, to counter back. But I, I, I just felt last night was a game... And I think a lot of Laker fans felt this way that this was one that was coming down the tracks. Yeah, this but was still felt it felt deflating, man. You well, know. That, that's why after Game One, I didn't celebrate on the air. Remember when everybody was going goo goo yeah, gaga yeah, about yeah. AD? No, I didn't. said, I said I didn't want to be too critical, but we didn't see two games in a row like that from AD very often. He's a very odd even guy, and so. He's going to bounce back for sure. I look for him to have a big game but at what is L.A. That? What is, why can't he be consistent? Is it because he plays so so all out one game he has to rest it up the next game? But like His shot was off. It's like two different players. And that's, that's the problem with A.D. and the Lakers. So, you know, is it his team if he can't deliver all the time? I wonder about that. We need the proper introduction. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo from CNR. It's a guac off. A battle of homemade guacamole. <laughs> I love it. So, here are the rules, guys. It's a blind taste test. We got the Fox Sports Radio Nation in the studio. Shay and Alex, T-shirt, and everybody's gonna be coming in. Where's everybody else? Yeah, everybody come in. Everybody welcome and. Try it and leave the answer in a bowl. We'll announce who it is. Now, there's three guacamoles. They're all different. One is 
Brenda's homemade recipe, Danny G's Mexican yep. wife, who's pregnant, and she put all her <laughs> love into this to make her family proud because bragging rights are on the line. And uh, are you going to tell us again how much love she put into this? Or I mean, anytime she steps foot in the kitchen, right. something special comes <laughs> out of there. Yes, yes. And she's Mexican again. Like I said, she's putting all her love, generations of love, into her guacamole. Now, the other one, my girlfriend made Jordan. She's a gringo loco forever. <laughs> so it's like, you know, she comes from a cooking background, though, right? She yeah. loves to cook. She's like, she you know, like, she's like, like, you know, like, yeah. she and like kind of knows how to cook still. White people taco night. That's her thing. So she's like, I make great guacamole. So we got oh my God. Jordan's, oh my God, guacamole, right? We got Brenda's guacamole and we got store bought guacamole. Which store did you go to? Do you really want to know? Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell us. One of them. One of them is from Trader Joe's. Okay. Okay. Or should I say Trader Jose's? Remember they used to say Trader Jose's, (laughs) but they stopped that? Now, Ramos, what's your assessment before we start going over the votes and everything? It's tough. Um, I personally, can I tell you who I chose or not yet? No. Uh, Sure, because all the votes are in. Okay. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one, kind of a homemade bowl. Yeah, tell right? me why the presentation, the look of it. I just had a, a taste of. It. I could see the the I could see the actual avocados in there, oh. the chunks and stuff. So <laughs> I like that. The third one was delicious as well. Had a little lemon taste to it, a little lemon taste. First one was good too, but it just seemed kind of more blandish. But anyway, there you go. What? Yeah. You know what? Great assessment. Thank you. And the thing is, I could be 100 percent wrong. It's like pizza, kind of like even weak yes. pizza is still good. Pizza. Yeah. That's so, right. right? Yeah. Even weak guacamole is still pretty good. We uh, got to announce the winner of our like, first ever mini guac off. I feel like the tribe, the two tribes are here, and I'm Jeff Probst. All right. Hey, uh, Ramo, <laughs> DJ Ramos, do we have like a drum roll or yeah. anything? And while he finds one. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's a good question. Oh, Dan one. has one. Now, remember, yeah, the bragging okay, rights cool. are on the line. They're all different textures, all, all right. different tastes. We got a Mexican recipe. We got the gringo recipe. And we got the store-bought recipe. Let's go. All right. The first vote for number two. Okay, number two. Number two. You number two. Go, Charlie. All right. Second vote. Number three. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Okay. Third vote. Another one for number two. <laughs> All right. All right. Go into the bowl here. The next one. Number two. Oh, yeah. Dos. Okay. Someone's running away with it. Yeah, a couple more in the bowl here. Okay. Number three. Second vote for number three. Oh, boy. And the last vote. Number two with a circle around it. Number two. So, coming in last place for our first ever Cavino and Rich mini guac off. Coming in third. Trader Joe. Of course, we got that one. I knew he got Ala, it. Trader Jose store bought guacamole. Nice. Yeah, those conser- the, the uh, preservatives couldn't fool us. And the runner up for our first ever mini guac off here on Fox Sports Radio, Cinco de Mayo, is Jordan's Gringo Mole, which means the winner is Brenda. Yes, got it. Yeah. Danny G's wife. <laughs> With the Mexican recipe essay. Oh, yeah. She was pregnant, barefoot in the kitchen this morning making that. 
Congratulations to Brenda. Yo, so congrats. The, so Danny, when I said the avocado, I saw the avocados thick and ready. That 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 was right. Huh? Yes, yeah, so, fresh, woo, fresh out the kitchen. This. this is the authentic Mexican recipe from Brenda's family that went back generations. The clear winner today. Everybody agree? Did you agree, Alex? Alex liked three as well, I think. Oh, you did? Yeah, but you like two? Yeah, that was the tough part. Yeah. Is that going between both of them, I already knew, as you could tell, which <laughs> yeah. one was the store-bought. I'm pretty sure everybody sold real quick. Yeah. The issue I had, By though, the way, was- store-bought got no votes. Yeah. None. None. So, you know, you, you. got to make your own, guys. That's the other thing, and it's easy to make. You know what I think it was that tipped it over? What? It was a little bit of spice to had. Nice. It gets you on a guac, man. Yeah. You have to have a little kick Dude, to it. Dude, thanks for participating. You're welcome. Thank you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo! Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. If you're hearing this promo right now, it means you're listening to some other show. Uh, well, why the hell are you doing that? Yeah, get your priorities straight. Well, maybe, Tony, they listened to this week's episode already. I don't care. Listen to it again. Yeah, great point there, Tony. Anyway, you. so you listening out there, make sure and go do that and uh, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah. Getting ready for the big fiesta next hour. <laughs> it's going to be... You know what? I don't want to overpromise another piece, but good selection, DJ Ramos. Avenge sevenfold with the Malajuena Celarosa. Happy Cinco de Mayo, Fox Sports Radio Nation. By the way, I love Avenge Sevenfold. And by the way, they don't speak Spanish, much like this guy. (laughs) I speak uh, Vato Loco. Uh, thank you guys for it's being okay, here. It's okay, by the way, Kavino. Is it? I yeah, you are just as Latino as everybody else. Just because you don't speak Spanish doesn't I mean, mean you're I, not. I, I've I, always been not ridiculed is a bad word, but said like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? I'm like, okay. Well, people love to say that. Yeah. You know, uh, it's actually a common theme the past few weeks because Ryan Garcia got a lot, of, okay. a lot of flack for that, right? Uh, he's not Mexican enough or whatever. and. Uh, you know, he really didn't look it when he took a knee, to be honest, either. You know, talk about Mexican <laughs> style. But, uh, you know, I'm still a big fan. And then Henry Cejudo is getting a lot of a lot of heat for that this weekend, too. His opponent saying, yo, you don't even speak Spanish. But guess what? You know what? I'm still a Vato Loco forever. And happy Cinco de Mayo. Steve Cavino, your favorite half-breed, your favorite Vato Loco here. Rolling solo, man. But I'm happy to be here with, again, the Dan's. The Dan Band, Danny G, and Dan Beyer, and of course, DJ Ramos on the ones and twos playing the Avenged Sevenfold, the A7X. Now, I just want to go over what Patrick Beverly said. Like I said, there's some great headlines in the world of basketball. Yeah, Pat Bev's been on our show a lot. Yeah, yeah, he says a lot of great things. He says that he thinks 50% of the players in the NBA don't even love playing basketball. He says most teammates, I quote, most teammates I know who don't love basketball are the really effing good ones. They're the most skilled ones. It's the wildest S in the world. Patrick Beverly on knowing NBA players that don't love the game. It's really interesting, right? It's like they're so good, but they don't love to play. And it's almost like, man, don't you hate when you're walking around and you see a dude with like incredible size and uh, and you think to yourself, man, if I only had that size, yeah, I, man, I wish I had that size. I would have done something with it because because a lot of us have heart, right? But we didn't have yeah. the size. Some of these guys have these skills from the gods, and they don't even want to play. They just play because they're good and because they have the size. But I remember a friend of mine in high school. He was like six six. And he hated when people asked him or assumed that he was a basketball player. He's like, it gets on my nerves. And when I saw this quote from Pat Bev, the first thing I thought of was Curtis Martin, former New York Jet great. He did not like football. He was brilliant at the sport, but he didn't like it. Well, you can said see he never happened, watched. Right? He just wasn't. He did not like the sport. Think about it. If you were a big dude growing up in high school, all the coaches like, man, you should be a lineman. Like maybe your heart wasn't in it. You got pushed into it. You had some natural ability, and you went far with your career. I get how it works. I just think we as fans don't think about that sometimes because our passion levels are so high for the game, and that's why we're watching. That's why we're glued in. So. You know, when Patrick Beverly is playing with those type of people, it must rub him the wrong way. 
I can't imagine. Dude, I got to be honest. My passion level for radio is as high as it gets. I live for this, and I love it. I hate taking off. When people take off for for belly aches, <laughs> I, I want to kick them in the ass. I'm not, you know, it, it drives me crazy. I get mad because I'm like, yo, I'm here when I don't feel good. I'm here because I love it. And I'm not throwing shade. I'm really not. I'm just saying, can you imagine how Patrick Beverly feels? And we as fans have to recognize that there's – He's saying 50% of the players that really are just there because they're good, they don't love it. It's a big number. It's really surprising. It's it's really surprising. Dan Byer, did you— I'll, just, uh, I'll quickly say this. I think football is a completely different animal than basketball. Like, I can understand not loving football, <laughs> yeah. but I can't understand Curtis Martin actually going through with it. Right. I think you could do that in basketball. Yeah, I get it, man. And basketball's so fun. Imagine if you got to play basketball for a living, and then some people who are living this, this dream life aren't even embracing it. It's unbelievable. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thompson curls off a loony screen. The jumper, it's up. It's good for Clay Thompson. He's got 28. 
Finds Draymond. Draymond to facilitate here. Nice bounce pass to Clay, but Reeves recovers. Runs Reeves through a screen. Clay shoots on the way. Three ball, and he's still hot. Knocked it down. He's got 22. Clay Thompson's eight three-pointers. He had eight three-pointers. Courtesy of the Warriors Radio Network. Golden State Warriors 127 over the Lakers. 100. It's the progressive play of the day. Again, it's Cavino and Rich on Cinco de Mayo. Congratulations again to Brenda, Danny G's wife, a Vato Loco forever. She's the winner of our first ever mini guac off here on Fox Sports Radio, the recipient of the Golden Mocha Hete. And I think we proved something, too, that freshness matters, man. That guacamole was bomb. And that store-bought guac, two thumbs down. Before we get into some weekend hobnobbing, what to watch this weekend? A guy named Devin Haney. You guys know Devin Haney. He's fighting Lomachenko. Devin Haney, one of the pound-for-pound best in boxing. He was talking to this guy, Bradley Martin. Now, I didn't know who Bradley Martin was, but apparently a lot of people do. He's got like 5 million followers on social media, right? He's a very popular guy. This dude is a beast to Don. Bradley Martin, beast. He's a social media fitness influencer and is the owner of Zoo Culture Gym. Now... Did a little research. He also knows some jujitsu. He's taken a punch. He 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 does battle. He knows the fight game a little bit. Devin Haney is one of the pound for pound best. He's a champion boxer. They're talking together and uh on a podcast and it gets a little heated. DJ Ramos hit it. <laughs> I would kill you. Ron, I love it. No, like for you real, think for at real. your weight. What's your okay, I was gonna I was trying to get your okay, weight again. So like my around my walk around weight, I would kill you. What's your weight? Damn it, I want to no, so, so 150, around 150. Bro, I would maul you at 150. No. 100%. No. As confident as you are Okay, about, so let me tell you something. 150, you're talking 150 pounds. Let me tell you something. Okay. You cannot take a punch, though. So, like, you're not used to getting hit. So I've been hit, though. No, 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 no. But you've been not hit. Not by you. But you've by been you. hit by regular guys, like guys who don't even know how to punch. Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about a guy that can that, that can hit you and really knows how to hit, hit, hit. And somebody that can hit you again and again and again the same way, it will be hard. So Devin Haney, who's usually a boring dude, I've interviewed him, you know, and he's a boring guy to watch. He's just a slick, like a very Mayweather-like fighter, but he's great. So he's real elusive. Really brought it in this interview. I'm like, wow, boring Devin Haney talking smack. I like this side of Devin Haney. But it became this big viral debate that sort of blew up. So I saw this a few days ago. Since then, I've seen it over and over again. And it's sort of, you know, split down the middle as to who people think would win in a street fight. That's the key here, guys. It's that weird hypothetical that people debate all the time. But this one got a little heated. So again, Bradley Martin. Jiu-jitsu fitness guru, six foot three, two fifty, ripped beast, and Devin Haney, professional boxer, five foot eight, hundred fifty pounds. Devin Haney goes on to say, "Dude, you don't know what it's like to be punched by a guy like me. That's that's the biggest part of the game. I punch harder than you, and I punch harder and more accurate than anyone you've ever been hit by. And he said, not just once, I'll keep punching you right. like that. So so, so then Bradley Martin goes on to say, I will maul you, though. I would pick you up and slam you. I'm a, Look how much bigger I am. And Devin Haney says, 
You, you know, know, no wrestling, though. He said no grappling. No grappling. He's like, you, but you wouldn't even get to me because I'd, I'd hit you before you even got to me multiple times. So it's the age-old debate here. And I ask you, Fox Sports Radio Nation, you guys love sports. You love a great fight. In a street fight, let's say you had to put your money on it. You got paid. Today's Friday. You saw Bradley Martin, this beast, ready Dude's to take ripped. on. Yeah, ripped. Ready to take on Devin Haney who's one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in boxing, who would you put your money on in a street fight? Now, I want to go around the room and honestly, you know, ask your opinions, but I'm telling you, I think it's Devin Haney. And he was super arrogant in this conversation, so I don't want to necessarily say, yeah, I'm rooting for Devin Haney, but I'm such a boxing fan, and I can't say I know what it's like to be hit by a boxer, but I've, I've interviewed so many boxers, and I've been involved in the, in the, the fight game for so long, talking to boxers and, and rooting on boxing, to know that the accuracy that uh, Devin Haney possesses is so devastating that if Bradley Martin did charge at him, which is what everybody says, what are we going to do if he, if he grabs him and charges at him? I think Devin Haney would knock him out before he even grabbed him. I really believe that because he's so accurate. You think his punch is that strong? I think his punch is so accurate. Not that it's so strong. It's like, look, Devin Haney is not known for his knockout power, right? But he's also fighting boxers but that to, but are to trained to take a guy, punch. To stop a guy that big coming at you, though, where would that accurate punch need to be thrown? The button, you know, right in the jaw. Knock him out. Hit that button, knock him out. Now, when Devin Haney's fighting other boxers, other boxers are protecting themselves. They're used to getting hit. You know, they're used to this game. Is this guy Bradley Martin, for as big as he is, used to that? I don't know, and I don't think so. I I couldn't tell you I'm not a boxer, but like I said, after talking to boxers, their punching power is different, their accuracy is different, their skill set is different. I think, even though it's a street fight, Tiny little Devin Haney, 150 pounds, beat, beats the 250-pound beast Bradley Martin. Danny G, do you agree or do you disagree? I, <laughs> it's a tough one. It really is because I understand what you're saying about Haney getting a punch in. Pa-ba! But that dude is so big. He's three times yeah, Haney's he size. Believe, yeah, th- this guy could not believe what Haney was saying. He's like, are you serious? Yeah, because yeah, he's like, bro, once I get to you. Once I get to he, you. He's like, you could try to hit me, but if I get to you, you're done. You're over. So Haney would have to, it's like a one in a hundred punch, I feel like. So Fox Sports Radio Nation on the Cinco de Mayo, I want you to think about it, and I want to get to your phone calls next, all right? And, uh, hey, if you say something cool, maybe we'll give you a bribery ball since we're celebrating this weekend. 877-99 on Fox. Is your money on the beast, Bradley Martin, or the the tiny boxer? Haney would need some chalk. Let's take three quick phone calls. Who do we got, Danny J? All right, let's go to Mike in Washington State. Mike, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hey, man, have a great one. What's up? Hey, so um, it's always been that type of, you know, comparison between a boxer and an actual MMA fighter. I've trained both Muay Thai boxing and on two-stripe white belt, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, if I was in a street fight, I just his skills more than my striking. If, if he catches them, I get it, but it's that one punch he has to catch him right on the button. And if a jiu-jitsu, a truly trained jiu-jitsu person gets a hold of you, you can for Christmas because either you're going to get choked out or you're going to get a limb broken. 
Um, there's, in my opinion, jujitsu is a far superior. Dude, uh, art. It's, it's a great debate. This one particularly will probably never happen because Devin Haney's too high profile. But yeah, man, you make some great points. Again, we're talking about Bradley Martin, who's a well, he dabbles in jujitsu from what I know, but he's a beast and he's a fitness influencer that owns the zoo. It's called the Zoo Cut Gym or Culture Gym. Zoo Culture Gym and there Devin Haney. Devin Haney, who said that he would kill him in a fight because he would tag him. Uh, who's on line two? Let's go to Aaron in Iowa. Hey, Aaron. Hello? Hey, Aaron. Aaron. Iowa, you're on. Hey there. So, yeah, what I'm thinking, is this like a straight-on just only punches, or is this like a – I might have gotten into the – What they were debating, and again, it went viral. It's a big debate. Online, it's a street fight, a straight up street fight. They were debating jujitsu on that because I mean, those guys are that's there's a reason those guys are bouncers at bars and stuff like that. But again, the accuracy of a world class <laughs> fighter like Devin Haney that's, yeah. the, that's the flip side to the argument. Right, quickly before Hobnob and Landy and Reno, hey, how's it going, boys? What up? Hey, so I'm gonna have to side with arrogance here, I'm gonna have to go with Haney. Uh, the reasons being, I mean, how many street fights have you guys witnessed or heard stories or seen? How many of those guys cover their face with their hands? How many know how to keep that going while they're in the middle of a fight and you see red? I mean, I understand he's 150, but like we said, placement's everything. If he's going to keep his distance and know how to keep him away from him, he's a professional boxer. Yeah. Well, I mean, some fun. some amazing points. That's hey. what Devin Haney said. And that yes, and Landy, Landy, stay on the line. We're going to give you a CNR Nerf football. Nice. Right. A bribery ball. So yes, hang tight. You could win one if you subscribe to our podcast and leave a nice comment. Search Cavino and yeah. Rich. Yeah. And let's get into some. Full the weekend. You're winning bets for talking points if you get stuck social. You ever done anything dangerous? You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? That is dangerous. Friday brings us Weekend Hobnob. Talking fighting, Canelo versus John Ryder. It's Cinco de Mayo weekend. You always got a Canelo fight. Back in the day, it was Julio Cesar Chavez or De La Hoya. Canelo's fighting John Ryder, who's 32-5, and and you got some super middleweight belts on the line. And it's the first fight for Canelo in Mexico in 11 years. You also got Sterling versus Henry Cejudo, UFC 288. And you got Muhammad and Gilbert Burns in the co-main event fighting at welterweight. So some UFC and King of Collectibles. I'm watching that on Netflix. Ken Golden, billionaire, who sells all sorts of sports memorabilia. A really intriguing show on Netflix. Danny G, I know you're watching your Lakers. Yeah, I was going to say I'll make it quick. Warriors at Lakers tomorrow night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Game 3. You know AD is going to bounce back because it's an odd number. Ramos, anything? Quickly, uh, Silo on Apple Plus. It's about 10,000 of the last living survivors in the world. So, nice. in Silo, they're all in underground. Enjoy the fights. Enjoy your Cinco de Mayo. I'll see you in the promised land. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 